0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 970 of Locked On Raptors for Tuesday, June the 22nd. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. And of course, please make sure you're supporting all of the Locked On shows covering the teams that you like in the Big Four sports and the NCAA. It's always appreciated when you leave a rating, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. It's very, very, very Appreciated. I should articulate uh, today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Michelob Ultra at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it. If you enjoy it, stay tuned for the ultra player of the week coming up later on in the episode. All right. On today's show is lottery day. Happy lottery day, everybody. This is the day Raptors fans have been waiting for for a very long time since their elimination over a month ago. And it's quite exciting. It's also terrifying. This is the beauty of the draft lottery. There's no sense to it. It doesn't make any sense. It is one of the most insane, foolish things ever conceived in professional sports, and it's also one of the best things. It's so, so good. I love the added dose of randomness and good fortune that gets added into the mix every year for the draft, and it just so happens that the Raptors are in it this year. Usually they're not. It's fun to watch the chaos from afar, but now, of course, the Raptors are directly tied, to the lottery. And so on today's show, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the sort of stakes going into tonight for the Raptors. What's at stake? You know, what happens if they win it? What happens if they move up? What happens if they don't? What are all the sort of outcomes that could sort of bleed into the rest of the offseason decision making? We'll dig into the decision to put Fred Van Vliet on the dais for the Raptors at the lottery as well. I have a uh, strange fascination with the representatives of the lottery for all these teams. And I think Fred Van Vliet is a very interesting choice to be named to uh, represent the Raptors at the lottery. So we'll get into that, and we'll also do one final Tankathon Sim of the Day. We haven't really done this in a while. It's kind of fallen off to the back burner because things, frankly, weren't going going so well when I was doing the Sims every night. Uh, But we will go ahead and do it, and we will try to see... Uh, where the Raptors land in this one last fictional tankathon sim, and we'll run through the possibilities that the Raptors do pick wherever they end up picking in this sim that I'll do later on in the show. So that's what we got today. Uh, very lottery heavy stuff. And uh, first of all, I hope everyone's going to enjoy the draft lottery tonight. It's a lot of fun. You know, be with friends, be with uh, pals, and in particular, be with friends and pals on our draft lottery watch party, if you so please. Uh, that's, again, going on tonight. There's still time to get in. I'll be sending out the passwords this afternoon, probably around. Four o'clock. So, if you have not yet sent me a receipt for a donation of 25 bucks or more to either the Indian Residential School Survivor Society or Islamic Relief's Palestine Emergency Fund, uh, you still have time. Get those into me, shoot me a DM. I will put you on the list and I will send you the passwords and the link for tonight's Zoom call immediately. Uh, please do that. it would be a lot of fun. We're, we've already raised over $1,000 for both charities combined. We're going to have trivia. We've got prizes we're handing out. The prizes are a Pascal Siakam All-Star t-shirt, a pack of cards from our friend Dana Smart, uh, her slam deck, her NBA playing cards, which are extremely cool. And I have decided to put forth my Fred Van Vliet Raptors bobblehead. He's wearing the throwback, the white throwback with a dinosaur on it, It's a very cool bobblehead, and I have decided to put this up as a prize because I love the people, and frankly, because it's just kind of sitting on my desk, and while I enjoy sort of memorabilia kicking around, I have other Fred VanVleet stuff, and uh, this one feels like it should go to a nice, warm, welcome home, so that is what's on the line. Fred VanVleet bobblehead will be the top prize for trivia. It's very fun. Um, Again, you can pop in whenever during the show as well. You don't have to be there right at 7.30. You'll have the invite whenever you want to join we'll probably do the trivia around 8:10, 8, 8:15 8, before the lottery starts up at 8:30. We'll watch the lottery together. Our friend Rafael Barlow said he might pop by as well after the lottery results are in to talk about the results and you know what it means for the Raptors, who they might pick, wherever they end up going. It's all very, very exciting. So again, go to my pinned tweet, uh, send me a DM, all the information is in that the, that pinned tweet as to what you need to do to get to be part of the watch party. It's going to be really, really fun. I can't really describe it enough. we got Vivek Jacob, Katie Heindel, Kelsey O'Brien. It's going to be a blast. So I uh, hope to see you there. It's going to be so, so fun. I, I can't even articulated i can't keep my excitement inside it's going to be wonderful so yeah anyway uh with that uh, business out of the way let's get to today's show and let's get to the stakes of the draft lottery for the raptors tonight Look, the Raptors are in a good spot. No matter what happens here, they're going to be getting a good player. This is the thing to keep in mind. You know, there's going to be disappointment surely if the Raptors don't move up because that 31.9% chance at moving up, that 7.5% chance at number one, those are very enticing. Those are very exciting, and those are the things you kind of hang on to and say, "Huh, 7.5? That's not bad. It's better than one in a million. It's pretty good." you know, th- th- you're going to hang on to it. It's fine to be irrational. It's fine to hang on to 7.5% because it's a draft lottery. It doesn't make any sense, and so really there should be no sort of rationality to how you root for it either. If you have special tokens and charms and uh, good luck items, go nuts. If you haven't worn wa- washed your socks since the Raptors were eliminated, also go nuts. I really do not yuck anyone's yum when it comes to celebrating the draft lottery and, uh, you know, deifying the lottery gods. So uh, for the Raptors tonight, like I said, they're going to be in a good spot. Picking 7th or 8th, which are the two most likely spots for the Raptors to be. Uh, I believe 8th is the most likely at 33.9%. Um, but either way, it's it's a good place to be if you're the Raptors, because this is a good draft, this is a loaded draft, this is a draft where, as we spoke last week with Raphael Barlow, which, go back and listen to those episodes, they are very, very good, um, you know, th- there's guys, you know, 7 to 14 is kind of anyone's guess as to who's going to be the best player, there's a lot of good players to choose from, and the Raptors are going to have first pick of that group, presumably, or at least the second pick of that group if they fall down to 8th, you know, it's kind of the main five guys, it's Cunningham, Green, Kaminga. Suggs and Mobley in that top five. And then Scotty Barnes has kind of separated himself as the clear number six at this point, at least consensus-wise. And then seven through 14, seven through 16, you really, you know, name your guy and you could probably make a good argument for them going seventh or eighth. And that is a good place to be. Are they going to be the top flight level talent that a Cade Cunningham is? No. Are they going to even be a Jalen Green or a Jalen Suggs or an Evan Mobley? Probably not, but there's are still very good players in that range. And guys who are sort of moldable, guys who are young and raw and have really interesting skill sets. You know, We talked last week about Kai Jones and Keon Johnson, guys who are certainly incomplete right now, but who have a lot in terms of tools and upside and things that the Raptors in particular might be able to maximize and turn them into really damn good players. So there's no huge disappointment to be had. If the lottery goes chalk and the Raptors end up not jumping up, there is going to be a lot to get excited about. And honestly, for this podcast purposes, it's probably the most interesting outcome if they end up being seventh or eighth, because we'll have more than just a couple guys or one guy to talk about in the event the Raptors actually win the damn thing. So um, that's, the first part. They're going to be fine. That pick, you know, could potentially be used as a trade piece, of course, if it's 7 or 8. It might be more palatable to trade if you're the Raptors. You know, maybe there's a center out there you're super interested in. Maybe Miles Turner is particularly of interest to you and you feel like you can get it done with just that pick. You know, th- that's that leaves lots of options on the table for the Raptors going forward here, as much as I think most people want to see them take the pick, because it's nice to have a high upside young prospect in the system and they haven't really had one of those in a long time. Yes, OG was that and Siakam became that, but you know, Jakob Pertl was the last time they picked in the lottery, and that was a lottery that was kind of an eight-guy draft, it seemed. Obviously, Purtle ended up being in the, like being better than a lot of those guys that went before him, but that was perceived as an eight-person draft, and the Raptors picked ninth, and they got Jakob Pertl, who's a very nice player, but that's not typically what you're expecting at the ninth pick. You know, there's a lot more upside typically baked into number nine, and this draft certainly has that, and so that's, again, if they don't move up, that's totally Okay. They can trade it. They can do whatever. If they do move up, it's a freaking game changer for the Raptors. In particular, if they move to number one, it completely resets the franchise around a new heliocentric star. And I'm not saying you know Cade Cunningham is going to play like a heliocentric star, but having that guy at the center of your organization going forward, that is an absolute win. Like there, There's no two ways about it. It kind of puts everybody on the Raptors down into sort of the proper roles that they should assume on a very good team you know Fred Van Vliet shouldn't be the second or third best player on a championship level team the fourth best player as a point guard absolutely you know OG Ananobi won't have to you know be burdened with okay he's got to have the breakout this year if the Raptors want to be an improved team and want to sort of maximize their upside because Cade Cunningham's right there and can kind of take off the load there Pascal Siakam as we've talked about a lot very good player Excellent option as like a number two on a title team, I think, and really uh would get to shine if he had a star, a ball dominant star playing next to him. And Cade Cunningham would be that. And I just think, you know, it's it's a lot to put onto a guy for sure, but we talked about it last week with Raphael. Like there are some Luka Doncic sort of tie-ins in terms of the way Cade Cunningham plays, the sort of style of play, the maybe perceived lack of athleticism, but the way he makes up for it in other departments. And The supporting cast that you'd be walking into is ridiculous for uh, in terms of like infrastructure for a young star usually when a first overall pick goes into a team he's going into a team where he's the only real option there's not a lot in terms of supporting help and it's a slow build to build that team around that guy you've seen this with Dallas for example where they still haven't figured it out because they didn't start on a particularly good footing and to get donches they had to trade a bunch of stuff and so it's just become a bit of a difficult building process there the Raptors have all their picks in store the Raptors have uh, you know, championship level players in, in Siakam, Ananobi, Fred Van Vleet already in tow. They've got young guys like Gary Trent Jr. And, and Malachi Flynn who can develop along with Cade Cunningham. And they've got, you know, uh, nice little bench pieces, Ken Burch, Chris Boucher. The death chart looks damn tantalizing when you think about what it could be when if they got Cade Cunningham. And again, you don't want to hang on too much on the 7.5%. It's a huge if, and it's a a way to get your heart broken for sure. But this is what this podcast is about. It's about going through the stakes and what's at stake for the Raptors. And if they can win this thing, if the lottery balls do fall their way, if the envelope is frozen accordingly, the Raptors are going to be set up for a pretty quick path to contention here. In year one, probably not. That might be too much to ask of Cade Cunningham. But year two, year three, year four – You're looking at having your main guys under contract already with championship experience, tons of playoff experience, and then Cade Cunningham kind of coming into his own. The lineup is very exciting. Like I said, if you got Cade Cunningham, you could go a Fred Cade OG Siakam main four. The center position, you figure it out. You would probably have cap space there because this probably means that Kyle Lowry is maybe not really part of the plans. It kind of makes a bit of an easy moving on separation period for the Raptors and Lowry if they get Cade Cunningham. It's like, all right, well, we've got our guy to sort of fill in your shoes. Obviously, no one's going to fill Kyle Lowry's shoes in the same way, but it's sort of a, all right, you know, we can make amends with this divorce if, and it won't even be a divorce. It's just a mutual parting of the ways, it sounds like and they can make their peace with it. Maybe there's a sign-in trade to be had. They can accrue a couple extra assets there. Um, you know, there's. I think Cade Cunningham would probably spell the end of the Kyle Lowry era just because you know you want to give Cade free run of the place, frankly. You want to give him and Fred Van Vliet time to gel because that's going to be the backcourt of the future. You want to figure out you know, what those lineup iterations are, and you also probably want to fill in the center position. And the only way to do that is to have cap space and Kyle Lowry leaving is what necessitates uh, necessitates having that cap space or what Kyle Lowry leaving is what is necessary for them to have cap space. My brain is not very good. I'm recording this early in the morning either way. Um, But yeah, you have that sort of Fred Cade OG Occam core, which is very, very good. Very, very two way minded. Very, very good offensively, Uh, at least with Cade kind of stirring the drink there. I feel like that would, you know, leverage everybody else and, and, you know, allow Pascal to use the leverage of Cade and the gravity of Cade to, you know, kind of assume his more opportunistic scoring like he had in the championship season it just opens up a lot of things the center position you know you can kind of go out maybe you make a big offer to Rashawn Holmes maybe you just bring in like a Robin Lopez and go with a Robin Lopez Kem Birch center rotation with Chris Boucher kind of mixing in um, you know, maybe you go small a bunch. I think you kind of look maybe at the potential of getting like an MLE wing uh, on the mid-level exception, you know, some sort of like, maybe not even a mid-level, a mid-level guy, maybe a biannual guy, maybe someone like a Nick Batum who signed on with the Clippers this year. If you find someone like that, maybe a reclamation project who can slide in and give you some extra wing depth, allow you to go small a little bit more often. You know, that, that's an option as well. You've got Flynn, like I said, Trent, like I said, kind of running the backcourt bench. You've got uh, you know, the back part of the bench. You've got two second rounders coming in as well. Maybe you flip those into one better second rounder or a late first. Maybe uh, you, you know, kind of season those guys in the G League, but you've also got Paul Watson. And maybe bring back DeAndre Bembry and Yuta Watanabe, who's very exciting and can fit into some small, small ball looks. Like, there's a lot that can be done. If the Raptors end up with Cade Cunningham, that's what's at stake is, you know, uh, an entirely game-changing type player for the Raptors in this draft lottery. I'm going to continue on. I'm going to dive into... What happens if they get two, three, four? Because that's also super interesting and does open up a lot of possibilities. We'll get to that in one second here. But first, I want to tell you about our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. And with this week's Michelob Ultra Player of the Week, I'm trying to exercise some demons, some bad lottery energy and juju from uh, 15 years ago when the Raptors last won the draft lottery. They ended up getting Andrea Bargnani with the first overall pick. And I feel like the ill feelings towards Barg's Have maybe soured the 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 feelings towards the Raptors and the lottery gods. I mean, the Raptors just Raptors fans have not really vibed with Andrea Bargnani. Yes, they should not have. He was not a very good player. But I feel like maybe it's time to sort of put those bad feelings to bed and to embrace. Andrea Bargnani for what he was. He was uh, an interesting sort of ahead of his time player. He did have his moments. He had those 13 games when uh, the starters put together their Andrea all-star video based on Kanye's power. Like, There's a lot there to have appreciated from Andrea. He also helped land Jakob Pertl, the, the pick that became Jakob Pertl, which was then parlayed into the Kawhi Leonard trade. I feel like Going into tonight's draft lottery, you need to exercise all bad feelings towards Andrea Bargnani. You have to approach him with joy, happiness, enjoyment, the same things you approach your Michelob Ultra consumption with. It's only worth it if you enjoy it at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success. Yeah, bad feelings don't create success. Joy does. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. And with the draft lottery... Joy is really the, the name of the game. you got to have good vibes going in. You can't be sitting there thinking about and stewing about the past. And so today, Andrea Bargnani is your Michelob Ultra Player of the Week as we exercise those demons from the 2006 draft as the Raptors look to get number one once again for the first time since 2006. Thank you to Michelob Ultra for sponsoring the podcast. Today's show is also brought to you by Credit Karma. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be back in your spend account. Credit Karma has already given away over $3 million in Instant Karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC-insured spend-free account. There is no minimum balance required and no overdraft fees as well. And free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll be automatically entered to win $1 million. $1 million. That's great. Credit Credit Karma money. Progress starts here right now. Visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning Instant Karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. All right, we went a little overlong in that first segment, but that's okay. It's okay to get excited about the draft lottery. I want to just sort of dive into what happens if the Raptors move up to 2, 3, or 4, because that, I think, is a spicy meatball. I think the 7th or 8th pick probably isn't a sexy enough selection to trade for some sort of star. The first pick you're not trading, because Cade Cunningham is that sort of star that you're trying to attain, it's a little bit less clear two, three, four. You know, are those guys going to be megastars? Are they going to be guys who are franchise, you know, sort of title driving players? Or are they going to be something just a little bit under that? And if so, does it become palatable to trade that pick? And I think absolutely you look around. Obviously, there are going to be some guys available this summer. You think. Um, you know, I I don't think I'd trade that pick for Ben Simmons, (laughs) but you know, if Joel Embiid gets disgruntled, maybe a a conversation starts with a two, three or four. If Joel Embiid is saying, you know what? I'm sick of this Philly stuff. I'm sick of the process. Get me the hell out of here. You know, that pick could be a conversation starter. If there's Bradley Beal conversations that start going on, we talked about this on last week's locker room or Spotify green room. Now, um, you know, if that pick is two, three or four, does Bradley Beal become part of the conversation where... You know, maybe you're offering this year's pick plus picks in the future plus not anyone from your main core because that you know second or third or fourth pick is sexy enough for the Wizards to want it and not need something else. You know, if you could get together an offer of you know a Baines, a Boucher, a Flynn to sweeten the pot and a Rodney Hood to match salary, plus the second second overall pick, plus future picks, maybe Bradley Beal becomes an option. And you're looking at a lineup of Fred VanVleet, Bradley Beal, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam. That's pretty intriguing. And so, yeah, there's a lot to be excited about if the Raptors move up. They could just take Evan Mobley or Jalen Green or Jalen Suggs or Jonathan Kaminga, and that'd be totally fine as well. Um, And you you fill in the roster and you kind of build that young core going forward here. It's a less of a sure path to contention right away, but it continues the Raptors MO of staying good, building a shadow core, being relevant and having stuff to trade when the time comes to trade it. That's also totally fine. And that's exactly the same sort of thinking with seven, eight. It's just a better player that you're working with with two, three, four. You know, I'm super excited by the idea of an Evan Mobley if you could get a Mobley that is like a, a truly a coup and fixes all the center problems you have for the next eight years it's uh it's you know there's a lot to be excited about for the Raptors moving up here even if you're really really keen on Cade Cunningham you know two three four there's some good ass players in there who are going to change your life in, in a meaningful way and um, in particular I just think the fit of a lot of these guys up there are really exciting you know I think you know, Mobley obviously fills a need that has been present since Ibaka and Gasol left and was such a pressing need this year. It also pushes Ken Birch down in responsibility and instead of relying on him for 27 minutes a game next year, maybe you're relying on him for 20 and that's a perfect amount of Ken Birch. Um, You know, you've got Jalen Green who I think is the next best fit. I, I think the scoring he provides, the you know, the lack of playmaking is not a concern necessarily on a team that has Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet. You know, you can kind of have a playmaking by committee. And I just think having a play finisher in that starting five with those main core three guys is going to be so important. Just because You know, those guys can struggle in the half court, and a guy like Jalen Green could fix those ills, kind of like a Zach Levine would in theory, even though, you know, who's to say he's not going to be better than Zach Levine? He could be worse. Who knows? It's the draft. We have no idea, but that's the sort of type of talent you're talking about, it seems, with Jalen Green. It's just, it's a very exciting time, Uh, and moving up would be just an absolute game-changer for the Raptors, and really would sort of vindicate a hell season that was lost to Tampa and all the shit that went on. It would be a wonderful consolation prize. And, um, you know, it's going to be <laughs> a little disappointing if they mo- don't move up, honestly. You know, th- obviously, 7 8, like I said, it's a good place to be. There's nothing wrong with that. The floor of what the outcomes are tonight is very, very high, but the ceiling is absolutely franchise shifting. And that is really freaking cool. On the note of that, before we get to our final Tankathon Sim of the Day, I do want to uh, talk about Fred Van Vliet and the decision to send him to the draft lottery and what that means to the lottery gods, or at least what I think that might mean for the lottery gods. Uh, we'll get to that in one second and round out the show. But first, I want to tell you about BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. You can also do it for uh, the NHL playoffs, which are getting close to the end now. The NBA playoffs, you're in the conference finals, baby. UFC, MMA, whatever it might be all of it is available before the next pitch face off, whistle, whatever it is to start the sporting event of choice that you're betting on, head to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses and contest info don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs, head to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts Today's show is also brought to you by rockauto.com. They are saving you money when you go to the mechanic. There's no two ways about it. The mechanic does not care if they're charging you full freight for a part. They only have one in stock usually, and they're not going to give you no discount because they know you're in a bad spot. You're stuck at the mechanic. You're scared. you got to pay money for your car. Oh, no, I'll just pay it. Fine. Don't do that. Instead, go to rockauto.com when you need a part for your car and buy it there and then bring it to the mechanic and say, hey, put this in my car and it will be much cheaper. For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 at the chain store. It's $216 at Rock Auto. That's $127 you could be spending on anything else. $137? My math is terrible. Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers for on uh, over 20 years now rock auto prices are always reliably low for every customer whether you're a professional or do-it-yourselfers they've got everything you need brake parts tail lamps motor oil new carpets it is all there go to explore their easy website today and find the solution to your auto part needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you as well amazing selection reliably low prices all the car parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com All right, so we'll round things out with a Fred Van Vliet discussion, and then we'll talk about the Tankathon Sim of the Day one last time, try to get some good vibes headed into the lottery tonight. Um, Yeah, Fred Van Vliet was chosen as the Raptors representative on the lottery dais. I think this is a very important decision that can, frankly, uh, determine the outlook of uh, any number of franchises. And if you screw up this decision by sending, like, your owner or something... That's very bad. It's worked with owner's sons in the past. I know Dan Gilbert's kid was kind of successful there for a while, but uh, you don't want to be sending some ghoul. You don't want to send Peter Holt, uh, who the San Antonio Spurs have sent. He's the only owner on the on the on the, on the platform who's going to be up there. Uh, as friend of the show, Sean Keene from Roundball Rock told me in a DM last night, he is not a surprise he's the only owner, considering he's the most recently divorced guy among all the owners. It's just very divorced energy to be there at the lottery. You should be sending someone cool. The Detroit Pistons have sent Ben Wallace. That's a cool pick. The uh, Timberwolves have sent a- Anthony Edwards. Extremely cool pick. Dunker, dunker energy. you got to love to have it. Fred Van Vliet's an interesting choice, especially considering he was not, in fact, drafted in the NBA draft. And I think that's kind of an interesting move. It's a sort of signal to the lottery gods that, look... We're, we're fine whatever happens here you know maybe you don't bless us with this lottery luck this evening that's fine we'll figure out something with it and we'll make lemons uh we'll make lemonade out of lemons and it's going to be totally fine however if you want to bless us with the first overall pick imagine what that dude could be considering what Fred VanVleet is who was undrafted and brought into the Raptors system it's uh it's a very real I think signal to the lottery uh deities that you know that this is a a team that's content with any outcome, it's a team that is you know betting on itself in many ways. Throwing up Fred VanVleet, I wonder if Fred VanVleet's going to wear any sort of merch. Of course, he's a man who has bet a lot. He's been a successful better. He's earned himself a lot of money. That's another sort of tie-in here. Um, I, I think it's a very excellent choice. I think OG was maybe my top choice just because it'd be hilarious to watch the Raptors win the first overall pick and him not move a muscle or smile even a little bit, just kind of walk off the dais and, and you know, leave the, the, the premises. Um, but I, I, think Fred Van Vliet's great. And if, of course, if the Raptors win it, you'll get Fred Van Vliet interview time, which Fred Van Vliet interview time is never a bad thing because he's one of the best quotes in the NBA. So, I think it's a great decision. I'm uh, looking forward to it. I think the Raptors made the right call. Glad they didn't send one of the front office guys. Just, you know, I know Bobby Webster's great and all. Masai is amazing. We don't know what Masai's status is right now would rather him be sort of talking contract or whatever it is than hanging out of the dais. Uh, and I think Fred VanVleet is an excellent choice. So, um, you know, there's my little mystical segment where we talk about uh, things that are totally not real. Or maybe they are. Who knows? It's the lottery. Who the hell knows? I, I'm willing to believe anything. It's, uh, it's a mystical, mystical thing. Uh, let's get to the Tankathon Sim of the Day, shall we? The final Tankathon Sim of the Day before we mercifully move out of lottery season and into a pre-draft season. So, refresher, the Raptors currently Finished the season with 27-45 record. They were the 7th worst team in the league. They have the 7th best odds of moving up to number 1. They have a 31.9% chance of moving into the top 4, 7.5% chance of moving into the top 5. Uh, the difference between their chances and the 8th team's chances are quite significant. 3 percentage points, which is kind of nice. Uh, and it's the Wolves ahead of them at nine and 9%. They only keep their pick if they move up, so that's a big one. Cleveland at 11.5%, Oklahoma City 11.5%, and Orlando, Detroit, and Houston all at 14%. I'm going to sim sim the lottery one last time. We'll talk about the Raptors, and I also just want to offer some thoughts on other teams who, if the Raptors don't win it, other teams who would be cool to see win the lottery. So let's sim it. Here we go. And the Toronto Raptors have stayed at number seven for this sim, which is not a bad outcome. Like I've said, there's lots of guys there. Maybe Scotty Barnes falls down to you. Maybe there's some slippage or whatever. Um, Or maybe you just take your favorite guy at seven. From that whole group of interesting players, they get the first pick of the bunch. That is not a bad place to be. In this hypothetical lottery a couple good things happened. The Houston Rockets moved down. I don't want the Rockets to win the lottery. They don't deserve it. Tilman Fertitta doesn't deserve good things. The Oklahoma City Thunder moved down to fifth, which is all I really want out of this draft lottery is OKC to move down after their blatant tanking, after their completely unnecessary strip mining of a potentially contention-worthy team. I mean, it's ridiculous thinking about what that's Thunder team this season could have been had they just kept their dudes, had they, you know, re signed Gallinari, had they not traded away Steven Adams, had they, uh, you know, continued to develop along Lou Dort, kept Chris Paul. Like, that would have been the sons of this year. Like, they very well could have been this year's sons and been in the conference finals flirting with the finals. It it really is not that far fetched. The, The Thunder team last year kicked ass, and it's a shame that it was broken apart when it was. They were already in position with the many picks they had on board to trade for another star to bring in to the team like they did not have to go the direction they did it was a coward's move and they spent this season lying about injuries and benching al horford for no reason they just picked up another first round pick in the kemba walker trade they don't deserve good things and the thunder moving down is really i might be rooting for that harder than i am for the raptors to move up honestly um so yeah that's a good outcome The first overall pick in this uh, lottery sim is the Detroit Pistons. I think if the Raptors aren't going to win it, I'm totally cool if the Pistons win it. Dwayne Casey's cool. The Pistons have done a, a pretty solid rebuild here. They have some cool players and Sadiq Bey and Beef Stew and Killian Hayes. Uh, I think they kind of deserve it. They've done the rebuild correctly, I think. Um, and it, it hasn't been like a blatant sort of strip mining of a previously good team. Yeah, there was the sort of weirdness with Blake Griffin, but you know that feels like maybe it was a two-way street of maybe not being so hot for each other at the time. Um, and Detroit, it seems cool. Cade Cunningham on Detroit would be undeniably awesome and I uh, would not hate that outcome whatsoever so that's that's fine to me the Cavaliers get number two they move up from five in this situation uh you know I don't need the Cavs moving up anymore this is no fun we don't need that and then third in this one is the Orlando Magic who uh, I believe stay at their third spot and it's not bad I you know they could use Jalen Green or a Jonathan Kaminga for sure I, I think the Magic are so more abundant sad that it'd be all right if they uh <laughs> if they moved up or, or stayed where they were I, I don't have any sort of i don't have any feelings about the detroit pistons or sorry or the the orlando magic frankly i've literally no orlando magic feelings um other teams that i'd be okay moving up i would say i think you know chicago moving up and keeping their pick i think it's protected top 2 or top 3 that would be kind of fun you know putting cade cunningham with Zach Levine and Patrick Williams, like that'd be a pretty interesting team pretty quickly. So that's not a bad one, even though I don't love the Bulls, and the Bulls probably don't deserve good things because they kind of meander their way through life uh, without much direction. Um, And then I would say, you know, I I don't think any of the teams super low, like San Antonio, Charlotte, Indiana, Golden State, I'm fine. You don't need to move up. You know, Charlotte got their luck last year. They got LaMelo. The Spurs are uh, charmed. The Pacers are boring. The Warriors have enough. Um, You know, they, they might get the... the the, the Wolves pick very high too. So um, yeah, we don't need the the Warriors moving up. I would say Minnesota moving up and keeping the Warriors from getting that pick and getting number one would be kind of fun too. Pairing Cunningham with Anthony Edwards and Carl Towns would be pretty awesome. They could move on from D'Angelo Russell finally. Um, So if I'm like ranking my... Teams, I'm hoping win the lottery. Obviously, Raptors one. I think Pistons two, Wolves three, and the rest uh, can frankly kick rocks. Uh, and that, I think, is where I will leave today's episode. I hope you enjoy the lottery tonight. I hope you enjoy it with us in the draft lottery watch party. There's still time to join it. Please, uh, again, send your donations in and send me your receipts. It's uh, very much appreciated, and I look forward to seeing some beautiful faces on the call tonight as we watch the lottery and uh, commiserate or celebrate together. It's going to be a blast. Um, you can find me on Twitter, as always, at Sean. You can subscribe to, rate, review the podcast wherever you get your podcast. It's very much appreciated when you go ahead and do that. And we will talk to you again on Thursday? Tuesday? What? what day is it? It's Tuesday. We'll talk to you Wednesday. Uh, yeah, right. I missed yesterday's episode because of schedule, so thank you for putting up with that. Uh, it is Tuesday. Tomorrow is Wednesday. We will do a reaction episode after the lottery tonight, and we will talk all about it. I'm also going on Round Ball Rock tonight after the lottery to talk about the lottery and uh, all that fun stuff because I love the draft lottery. It's stupid and fun and nonsensical and the best thing in the world. And I uh, hope you... Uh, enjoy today's episode. Enjoy the lottery tonight. We'll talk to you again tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Bye-bye. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.